is the Hollywood Casino Press Box. Now, back to Frank Cusimano from the McBride & Son Home Studios on the all-new 590 The Fan, 105.7 HD2 FM, and InsideSTL.com. And welcome back to the Hollywood Casino Press Box on the all-new 590 The Fan. It's our pleasure every Monday to get together with Dave Matter from the Post-Dispatch. Dave, great to be with you. How are you? Good, Frank. How's it going? Very good. What a bizarre football game. I think that's the only word to describe that. When you score seven, when you amass 740 and you lose by 26, that is bizarre. It really was. It, it reminded me when Missouri played at Florida a couple of years ago and they had no offense at all, but they won by, I think, 20 points or so, uh, maybe even more. And that was all because their defense and their special teams were so good. Well, this, this game was the exact opposite. 700 and 40 yards of offense, school records for first downs and, and number of plays, offensive plays, and still they lose by by essentially four touchdowns because the defense uh, was, was so bad. And, and the offense, too, they put up all the yards, but they, they failed to sustain the drive, failed to score a couple times when they should have. It was, it was unlike anything I've, I've ever seen. How do you explain the defense, Dave? I don't know, and I don't. You know what? Barry Odom doesn't have much of an answer, so I don't know how anybody can have one. You know, Tennessee is they're, they're, they're very explosive offensively, um, but Missouri did a decent job against the run early on, but then against the pass, the secondary just just looked lost out there. They couldn't tackle, couldn't cover. Gave up some really big plays. Uh, Josh Dobbs had big long runs. He, he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. They made him look elite on on Saturday. And uh, his momentum was, was on that side all day long, that it, it didn't even matter what Missouri was doing offensively because they couldn't get any stops at all. Who is the defensive coordinator at Missouri right now? I mean, I, it's, it's the Monty Cross by title, but Barry Odom is, is calling the defense. He's, he's basically responsible for it as far as what he said. They, they describe it as a collective effort as far as game planning goes. But essentially, I, I, Barry Odom is, is the guy on defense. And do you think they've gone back to last year's style? Or are they still playing more of a read-react? No, it's, it's more of last year's style, up front especially. I and mean, he describes it as a combination of the two, and it kind of depends on the week, how much they use from last year, how much they use from this year. But the, the guys that didn't play in last year's system, the freshmen and the backups, uh, guys who were backups in the past, they had to relearn last year's system. Uh, and then the, the veteran players, had to you know kind of forget what they learned from the new system and go back to the old one too. So it, it it's a combination of the two, but up front they're doing a lot of the stuff. From I guess if you want to you know come up with excuses, he threw the two very good linemen off the team uh, before the season began. He lost Beckner and he lost his best tackler uh, in Michael Shear. So the personnel's a little bit different, but still nothing. Nothing can really rationalize being number 122 out of 128 in terms of yards allowed in college football. Right. And Missouri's been able to replace players in the past. In the last couple of seasons, you know, they had they had guys that needed to fill in, and they did a pretty good job with that. You know, losing Walter Brady sure at the beginning of the year hurt. I don't think we should really count losing Harold Brantley as a big loss because he didn't play last year, and they had a great defense last year. Michael Shear, obviously that hurts because he's a guy that, that runs the whole show back there, makes all the calls and checks, uh, and they had to basically replace him with two players, Eric Beisel um, 
and the freshman Taylor Garrett, and they, they rotate those guys pretty steadily. Um, but yeah, they, they don't have the personnel that, that they thought they were going to have this year, but, but still, what they have out there, I, I don't think it should be as bad as it is, but the secondary is really taking a step back. Safety play has been bad. The corners have held up so well during the year. Arian Clinton is just getting picked on week by week here in the last couple of weeks. When he was the first half of the season, I thought one of the best cornerbacks in the SEC, but he's not been the same guy since these last few games. All right, let's get to the good news. Um, this Missouri offense. And, you know, uh, I know they probably don't have all the pieces in play to be a great, great offense. But I will say this. There's a, there's times where you're watching this where you think, you know what, Josh Heupel, I like the idea. I mean, I like the idea of running a play every seven seconds and forcing tempo. You know, I don't think they have enough, you know, wide receiver playmakers. But if they get players, if they can recruit a little bit, I kind of like the direction of what Josh Heupel is going to do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, the last few defensive coordinators who had to play against the system, they, were, they did not enjoy those three and a half hours. Uh, and, you know, Drew Locke was by no means great the other day. He had two really bad interceptions that stalled drives. Um, you know, part of their problem the other day was they basically went into the game saying, we can't kick field goals. So everything became four-down territory, and that changed play calling a lot. Um, you know, they, they, they fumbled on the short yardage play when they gave the ball to Josh and Gusta, and that, that killed drive. But when you're talking about moving the ball between the 20-yard line, they were unstoppable. And it didn't really matter which running back they used, whether it was Crockett, whether it was this winner. They even brought in Nate Strong, and, and he did some good things. Damon um, Moore had some drops, but he also made some big touches. They were moving the ball pretty much at will. And, uh, and Tennessee's not a good defense. It's still an OPC defense. You know, they've got a bunch of injuries, but to be able to do that off the road, this group has come pretty far from the beginning of the season when we weren't even sure what they were going to be able to do offensively. You know, the interesting thing about Drew Locke, even though he makes some throws where you think one day he's going to make a living, you know, in the NFL, at the end of the day, he also has these low percentages. Um and it's not like he's throwing the ball downfield all the time. That that twenty of forty two is kind of interesting for a guy who really is gifted. Yeah, yeah, he had some overthrows, you know, the other day more than usual. Um, throwing deep, and they try to stretch the field vertically. They know that those aren't necessarily um, a high degree of, of, of uh, they're more risk sometimes riskier passes, and he, he did that a lot. And it just seemed like it uh, more than usual. And he has, I think, more had four drops, so you got to you factor that in too. Um, but yeah, I mean, he just wasn't really on the other day, as, as maybe as much as the passing yardage numbers might show you. He threw for three hundred something yards, and there's just really two bad interceptions. One he threw right in coverage, didn't see the uh, safety back there. And the other one, you know, tried to throw a screen and, and went right to a defensive lineman. Uh, so, and maybe sometimes that's because the guy wasn't tucked off the right way. Sometimes it's on the it's on the lineman, more than the quarterback, but. Um, yeah, I, I think it, he started 19 games now as, as a college quarterback at this level, and, and that's, that's a lot for, for just about anybody. So I think you, you still naturally expect him to not make those kind of mistakes. So Demario Crockett has gone from a Boise State commit to a guy who fumbled early in the season and got buried a little bit to now one of the best running backs in the SEC and a guy who has more yards than Leonard Fournette. How in the heck do you explain this? Yeah, he's, he's just been really good. You know, they thought he was going to be good in, in camp. 
But they had the other guys. They had the older guys. They wanted to see what Axwell, the transfer from Oklahoma, could do. Uh, they still really like Ishwitter and, and the role he provides. So he had to he had to earn those carries. And like you said, he had a little setback in West Virginia when he fumbled in the red zone. But they got him back involved in the next couple games in those non-conference games. And then he just he just took off, and he he seems to get better by the week. Um, you know, he's he's not the fastest running back, but you know he hits the hole with such burst that he is into the secondary before you even realize it sometimes. So he's, he's really been impressive. He went over 1,000 yards for the season the other night, um, passed Grant Smith's record for most rushing yards by a freshman at Missouri. And, uh, and, and really, he, he just, he's been the, the biggest, I don't, I don't want to call it necessarily the biggest surprise, but he's been the biggest success story of this team. Um, it's something you can really build around here for the next couple of years. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this uh, offensive line. I think it's 11 sacks all season long. How many of these guys are coming back? And is it uh, overachieving? Is it un- incredible coaching? I mean, not only are they protecting the quarterback, but they're opening up holes large enough for Orson Wells to get through. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's back. They've got a senior on the offensive line. They have one walk on senior backup. So everybody on this team is back next year. Um, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Really good coaching from one LRB. I think they put the, the right guys in the right places. They've done an outstanding job when there's been an injury of getting somebody ready for the next game. Jonah Dubinsky, the guy who played center on Saturday, this guy's a red shirt freshman walk on. He snapped the ball 110 times, which is more than any center in any game in reserve history has ever done. And I didn't see one bad snap, and he held his own up the middle, too. And that's, that's just really good coaching because they got him ready to play this game with the injury to Sam Bailey. Um, and, and he, he held his ground. The scheme, you know, protects these guys. Drew Hawkins made the ball really fast, uh, so he doesn't have to sit back there for a very long time. But even on plays where he does, where his first read might be covered, he, he runs around a little bit, they're protecting him really well. So they've done a great job with the run in the past. I, I, I don't think anyone expected them to have this kind of success in the O-line uh, and for these guys to hold up the way they have. I mean, on Saturday, they set, you know, they, they had 740 yards of offense. The center was a walk-on. The right guard, Adam Pudway, came to Missouri as a walk-on. Only went on scholarship on uh, this summer. So they're doing something right as far as coaching and, and developing with that. So despite some good news that we just discussed about the offense, uh, Arkansas comes to town on Friday. They are 7-4. and four. They just uh, beat up Mississippi State. They're playing for a better position in the bowl. Uh, it's very likely Missouri's going to finish one and seven in the SEC and three and nine overall. That's historically bad for this Tiger program. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is. There's no. There's no way to really sugarcoat it um, as far as what how, how the season unfolded. Yeah, this game has got the making. As long as Missouri is interested in playing, as long as they've got some motivation, I don't think they played hard on, on Saturday. I don't think they gave up in that game. They're just defenses are very good. This has the makings of a, of a four and a half hour shootout because Arkansas, as bad as Missouri's defense is, Arkansas has been worse for, for a good chunk of the year. They, they, they played better in stretches. Um, but this game, I would expect both teams to be in the 40s, if not 50s. Uh, so it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a long Black Friday. And, and who knows how many fans you see. I, I imagine a lot of Arkansas fans will be. I'm not sure how many Missouri fans will be. Well, you talk about long games. When did we get to this point where every one of these college games lasts like four hours? It's just insane yeah, it, how it, long these things are. 
and you don't even have to go into overtime either. It's, yeah. It's because of all the passing, and it's all the first down. You know, unlike the NFL, they, they stop the clock when there's a first down, and they just drag on forever and forever. And, and, uh, I, and also, you got the replays, too. They, they review everything. That, that takes up a lot of time. I mean, they, it's good that they get the calls right. But it just lengthens these games forever and forever. And you know, at two thirty, three thirty a game, you'd, you'd think a newspaper writer would be okay on deadline, and we're still fighting that deadline because it just these games last four hours. By the time you do interviews and you're back from the press box, you know, five hours has gone by since uh, since the game started. Well, you know, they do all this talk at the Major League Baseball offices. Uh, the commissioner about shortening baseball games. Man, the head of the NCAA ought to do something about shortening college football games. It's just, it's just stupid. How could anybody invest that much time into one freaking game? It's unbelievable. All right, I want to get a basketball thought. Um, KJ Walton has been kind of quiet all season. That was kind of surprising because he was a pretty good player last year, promising freshman who's now a sophomore. And yesterday he exploded against Tulane, and the Tigers pick up their one victory in Orlando. Yeah, it, it's that was a big trick there with with the win yesterday. Come back with it down by twelve in the first half was not looking good, and uh, they went to him and he he did what he does best. He drives the floor and gets the free throw line. He's not a very good outside shooter. Uh, he hasn't been playing a whole lot. I, I think it's a lot of defensive related. He gets a loss on defense sometimes. He, he's athletic, should be a good defender, but um, sometimes out there on the wing, it just seems like he's on a different page than everybody else. But they stuck with him yesterday, and he he. Uh, Four twenty points on only eight shots. That's, that's hard to do. So, uh, and I think it really spoke to what Ken believes in with this team is that they can outrun one or two guys that beat the main score every night. They've got to, Nobody is consistent enough on this team to, to score twenty a night. They've got to find different sources, and that's that's hard to do sometimes. You've got a guy like Walton who plays six minutes one day, and the next day he's the hero scoring twenty points. You never know who it's going to be necessarily, but. I, that was good for them just to come out of there with a win. It would have been just devastating to come home one and three, and uh, and you know especially after the you know the disappointing way it started with the Xavier loss and then to, to have kind of a no show game against Davidson the next day. Yeah, and then they'll go to four and two real quickly here with Northwestern State and North Carolina Central. I'll say this: I know they're they're a flawed team because they don't have as much inside. They got a lot of guys who can put the ball on the floor, who can knock down jump shots, who can pass and dribble. I know that sounds, well, a lot of teams have that. No, Missouri hasn't had this kind of team in a while where they just have a bunch of skilled players who actually listen to their coach, who play hard, I guess except for the middle game in Orlando. But I, I don't think it's gloom and doom like a lot of people think that Kim Anderson is done and they're going to go 11-20. and 20. I'm not buying that. Yeah, you know, if they shoot well, Frankie Hughes, when he gets hot like he did uh, in the Baker game, you know, I think they're going to be a little harder to beat than, than people think. Um, you know, Kevin Carter is he's not a classic power forward. I mean, he's closer to six six than he is six eight, but but he can he can he can do some things for you, and he's a smart player. So they have pieces. They don't have a lot of size. Everybody knows that, but. You know, sometimes you can play small ball and, and use that to your advantage. I think they're going to have to find ways to do that when they play a better team. So, um, yeah, I, and I think the, the overall the perception that the, the, the vibe in that locker room was probably a lot better today than it would have been if they would have lost to a, a bad two-lane team yesterday. Good stuff, Dave. We'll talk next Monday. Thank you, sir. Great. Thanks, Dave. All right, Dave Matter joining us. Uh, before we go to break, quick word about our sponsor, Hollywood Casino. If you're looking for a great place 
maybe to watch a game. We recommend 99 Hops House. They'll have the Monday night football game on tonight. They'll have the Blues hockey game on Tuesday. They have 99 different beers to choose from. They have outstanding food. Hollywood Casino is all brand new. The hotel rooms are new. The restaurants are new. Everything's exciting at Hollywood Casino. I love going out there on a weekend night and just kind of people watching. The beautiful people are at Hollywood Casino. Can't tell you how much we appreciate them being our title sponsor. That'll do it for this edition of the program. Great work today by Brendan and Brian. We'll take a break. We'll be back in 22.